Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back to another episode, another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Devin Ellington at D A L E Double O Seven. On Twitter, we're at Hootball Gaming. Over on the Twitter sphere, we're at Hootball Tweets. And it's about to be fantasy basketball season. All of our contributors are in the thick of so many different drafts right now. So make sure to follow us over on Hootball Fantasy, also on Twitter, to get all of your blurb and injury news and all the stuff that you need for fantasy basketball. The Fantasy Pass over on hoop-ball.com has just launched within the last three weeks. Our premium content for the wager pass, which, hey, we went 3-0 and last night in college basketball, plus four and a half units with the sweeperoonie. We've got DFS articles from our main guy, Santino, and Micah Patria over there. We've got a great, great, great collection of contributors, Josh Millman, uh, Brandon Marcus covers the Clippers, and um, you're just going to, you know, pay a small, small fee, and you're going to get all this awesome premium content to help you win all your fantasy leagues. I'm using it right now. That brew 150 player ranking is saving my life right now in the uh, 12 team, 11 cat Roto league I'm doing right now. And uh, like I said, I'm Devin. I'm going to be joined here a little bit by my main man, Vince Miracle at VM center on Twitter. I can't get too much further into the show without talking about our presenting sponsor, and that is Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You go over there, you use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get 20% off. And the lawnmower 3.0 just came out. It's got that fully waterproof electronic technology. It's smooth. It's seamless. It glides. It's awesome. And it goes just so perfectly with the rest of their uh, materials and the rest of their products, such as the beard balms, the underwear, the moisture wicking briefs, the shave kits, uh, 
they got it all. So you just use promo code HOOPBALL20. We'll take care of you. And then in return, that lawnmower two, uh, 3.0 will take care of you. HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 over at manscaped.com. All right. We're going to unpack a good amount of stuff here in a little bit of a rapid fire succession. We've got some college basketball picks that I'm going to throw out there that's going to be tipping off within the next couple hours or so. We're getting a at this podcast at about 4.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're doing a little bit different, a little less traditional. We're just trying to work in some different time angles within this podcast. Going to talk some NFL because Vince is the man with that. We got some fights to look forward to, the fight card. You know, Vince is successful on those. So without further ado, I'm going to just stop talking about Vince. and I'm actually let him talk. Vince, thanks again for coming back on, bud. I'm glad that we could get this one put together. I'm excited. How are you doing, boss? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Glad to finally see you back in the in the driver's chair over there. I had to fill in <laughs> for those couple episodes, but but you're back, and I'm here. Yeah. We're ready to do this. We're about to we're about to get these dubs for everybody. I don't know if you guys know, and I know I know you just said we do the the NFL picks, and we won uh, this weekend. I just want to let you guys know this right now. I had never done a three unit bet on on hoop ball yet. And I did it on Sunday. Not only did I do that, Devin, I went all in. Not only did I said I'm going to do a, a three-unit bet on the money line for Arizona, I said do a two-and-a-half-unit bet. Yeah, I added the half. No one else does that but me. I said a two-and-a-half-unit bet on minus three for Arizona. And guess what? Both them bad boys hit. Let's go. I'm no mathematician, so hold on. Wait while I count my phalanges real quick. So that's oh. one, two, three. That's like five and a half units. On yeah. One, one game. One game, five and a half unit bet. Then Ooh. I had to get, follow that up with uh, Miami kicking a ridiculous field goal for no reason. I get why they were doing it. Just go for the touchdown, not complete it, and the game be over. I would have hit my one unit for KC, but you know, Miami had to show that they were tough and show that they got Tua, Tua right there, slinging it around, and they kicked the field goal for no reason yeah so that ruined my weekend because i lost that extra unit but that premium stuff man we had it on there a five and a half unit bet for you guys to go on you rolled with me you won big so between vince's sunday and then my college basketball from last night that's you know if you put those into play that's 10 units right there for you guys but, uh, you know, as, as everyone knows, including myself, most and foremost, I, you know, I have been on a little bit of a, well, I can't say a little bit, but man, this cold streak, I feel like I got uh, the, no, no, I can't ever pronounce this word, uh, pneumonia, pneumonia, <laughs> I got pneumonia in Antarctica. So uh-huh. I am, uh, but yesterday with the sweep on the premium, I went eight or uh, I'm sorry, nine and four on all my plays, uh, you know, so it's good to see those days and to know that they actually can and do exist. Cause as we know, as we've talked about a ton on this show, Vince, the, the sports betting, you know, it can be pretty unforgiving at times and it ebbs and flows. And whenever you're just stuck in one wavelength that you, you can get a little, uh, let's, let's say, you know, questionable about yourself, you know, like and a little your, bit of skills. Sweater weather. Yeah. You stay in that sweater weather over there. You're kind of getting a little chilly. You're like, man, when is the, when's the, when's the fireplace going to kick on? You get a little cold when you're on that cold spell, when you hit that little rut, you never know when you're going to climb up, but guess what, Devin, you came out in a big way, a yeah. big way in college basketball. You know what you I know, mean? I, that's, I, that's it, it was a relief. 
It was a relief. I, I needed it. I really did. Just for my peace of mind, because, you know, like these, these folks, they pay for our premium. So it's like, it's, we, we, we need to put our best of our best out there. And yeah, I feel like everything I put out there is my best because, you know, we do the research. I dig into the numbers. I, I put time into this. And whenever I was on that cold streak, it was just like, man, what, this what is, is how going much we on? put onto our shoulders guys. Like, we get your guys's DMs like I, Devin. I know I know you probably got just as many as I do over here. And I've only been doing hoop ball gaming. What over the last maybe three weeks, like not even that long. And I'm already getting DMs of people's tickets. And and what do I think about this? And what do I think about that? Like, hey, I saw your play. Uh, what do you think if I add that? And they tell you the amount that they're doing or how many units they're putting down. And you start getting a little nervous like it's your own <laughs> money. So I'm telling you guys, when when Devin and I give out our picks on that premium side all of us when we give you our premium pick side we know you guys are reading it we know you guys are going to that with big hopes that those things are going to hit because you know that we're putting in the time the research and everything that we need to like this nba season last last season i finished like total total up i finished uh up 63 percent of my money 63 percent of my money so that's solid to me. I, I feel like with a long 82-game season, and I should say two seasons ago because the NBA season was kind of wonky, in the bubble, I was hitting heavy. <laughs> this upcoming season, I'm, I feel like there's so much money to be made because I don't think, especially in the first two weeks of the NBA season, because I don't know if Vegas is going to know how to gauge these teams and how talented each of these players are. And I'm telling you this right now, I see home runs. On, they already got week one bets out for NBA, and I'm already got my list ready. As long as there's no injuries, as long as there's no crazy trades, I already know where I'm going, and I cannot wait to give it to you guys on that premium side. So join up, join up, because we're about to start hitting some home runs here very, very soon. I am so stoked for basketball season. You know, being hoop ball, you know, we, we are a basketball, you know, platform. Um, it's I'm going on my second year now with hoop ball. Um, you know, it's, it kind of seems like I've been doing this for quite some time. It feels like it at least, but I always forget, like, I'm still learning. I got to make sure to keep that, you know, in the forefront of my mind whenever I'm going through these cold spells or my fantasy team for basketball is not doing so great. You know, like it was only just a couple of years that Dan and I, you know, linked with each other. And I stumbled across this beautiful opportunity this golden egg, this golden goose. And, uh, you know, I do have a high level of confidence in myself and my talents and my knowledge, but um, I think sometimes I get a little overzealous with how good I want to be because I'm doing it for, you know, you guys and gals, the listeners and the Twitter followers. And also for myself, I mean, I play my own plays, but it's like, I got to remember, I'm still a pretty much rook you know i'm still a rook in this industry and uh, i just want to be so great and i want to be so good at this that um, i think i maybe take it a little too hard on myself whenever i hit these cold streaks but i think that's probably I'll just tell about you every i'll tell capper. you what i used to tell all the people that used to come up to me and ask me about what i should do i used to be a dealer at a casino and people are in these type of cold spells right i tell them the same exact thing every single time positive thinking positive results you can't win every time if you could win every time everyone would do it everyone would do it it'd be called free money and that's you know not real that's not actually happening 
So guess what? You live through those cold spells, positive thinking, positive results. You know there's a light on the other end of that tunnel. Get to it, and guess what? You start hitting that green again. You start hitting big again. You just got to keep believing in what you're working at, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- this 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 whole season, especially this NBA season, it's going to be very interesting. And COVID, COVID plays into a factor into a lot of things. Uh, I, I just I just think that, you know, when we're, when we're hitting this season and we're hitting into the middle of next year, you're going to see the entire sports betting side for us here at HoopBall just take a huge transition and big steps forward, man. I mean, you just had a guy. Uh, on the podcast just the other day, yesterday, I think it was from ESPN and they're building their own platform right now because they sponsored with Caesars entertainment and DraftKings. They're building up the whole industry and guess what? You, you already got an interview with them here on this platform. So you already know we're making the strides to get the best information possible. You brought up the fantasy basketball side, the DFS side, you know, I, I, I helped with that side of of the department when I was here four years ago, I would, I did it for four whole years here left the DFF side and everything like that. Now I'm back and I'm about to be touching in with all that with Dan and everyone over there and the fantasy basketball side, there's money to be made everywhere. I hope you guys are seeing that with what we're talking about. I mean, I'm in a lot of fantasy basketball leagues. That's why I do the D I do the fantasy basketball show. I do the DFS show. Cause I put my heart and effort in, out here guys. So when we give you our picks, like I said, we put a lot on our shoulders and we put a lot out there cause we want you guys to win just as much as we want to win. It's all about building, you know, sure, a brand, but it's also building, you know, our uh, credibility, our confidence. You know, there's it's there's all sorts of, um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff out there. And, you know, as we're talking about this, I'll go ahead and just uh, kind of un, un, untie the bow a little bit on the uh, college basketball side. But, you know, I submitted Campbell plus four against Elon today. And uh, let's see, they're down 14 with 57 seconds to go. So that, uh, I believe it was a one and a half unit play I put into the wager pass is not looking good. That was the first play for today. So uh, just go ahead and get that out of the way, guys, and uh, let you guys know that that's what's going on with that. Um, Now, Vince, I know that you said, you know, you've been gearing up towards the NBA and stuff, and we've talked off camera and whatnot, and, you know, you're, you're ready to roll for this week of NFL and whatnot. So I'm just going to throw a couple of, um, you know, college basketball games out there for tonight that I'm looking forward to and just kind of give a little bit of a breakdown on what I think might happen and uh, just kind of see, you know, what your thoughts and opinions are along the way, if that works for you, boss. Sounds good. Take the lead, man. Let me All know right, perfect. So I went ahead, and uh, this one's going to be going here very shortly, but University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, going up against Oregon, up in uh, Oregon, uh, I'm sorry, Oregon State, taking on the Beavers. They are eight-and-a-half point or eight-point dog or favorites at home. I'll get it together. Um, And first off, I want to say the spread and the total on this game dropped, you know, two points. This was a 10-point spread for Oregon State. The spread was a little higher. It's come down. And UTSA allows 93 points per game while holding a negative 28-point differential on the season. And also, the Roadrunners are allowing opponents to effectively shoot 57%. So that means their effective shooting percentage, not their shooting percentage, but the shooting percentage that is what's called to be, you know, most effective or open shots or uh, winning over screens and stuff. Um, They're hitting that at 57%. And I believe team passing 
is going to be a huge deal for this game for Oregon State, seeing as they are a good uh, assist per game team and assist per made field goal team. I think that's going to lead to some good looks, open shots, and it's going to be very important. Ohio, or Oregon State is going to have to continue that team passing and seeing those lanes and getting the soft spots of the defenses that they have been playing against. Long story short, Ohio – oh, my gosh, I did it again. Oregon State is way more balanced than UTSA. And the Beavers are a really good dominant team on the glass. UTSA struggles really, really much – uh, much so on the glass. So I, I think the battle of the glass is going to go to Oregon State. They're going to be able to get out on transition. Uh, they create a decent amount of turnovers. And then I, you know, let's hope that they keep hitting that, you know, field goal percentage the way they are and uh, keep balance and keep UTSA off balance. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I got the eight number. Sure, I'm a little worried that it dropped a little, you know, in favor of uh, UTSA. But, um as far as the numbers go and what I was looking into, I think the strong parts of Oregon State's game are really going to be polarized against uh, the Roadrunners. You know, they're just – they're ranked about 300th and just about everything out of 357 teams. So give me Oregon State minus eight. I like that one to start the night off. That's going to be the first one. I'm going to catch my breath there. Vince, you got anything to say on that? What's your thoughts on the over-under for that 148? You know, yeah, I was looking at that. And with how inefficient UTSA is and how efficient Oregon State has been, I'm worried about a little bit of negative regression for, for Oregon State, just in the sense of the total, you know, not for the spread or anything. But, you know, just for those, like, couple, two, three, four points that might swing, you know, the game going over. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at that when I was researching this game and I just couldn't find something that made me feel, you know, comfortable on either which way. So I, I stayed put off of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that got me. It looks like they literally have that as a coin flip. They right, right. And it's, you know, UTSA, sure, they've allowed 93 points per game. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see this Oregon State team scoring 93 points just because that's not the game they play. They don't have a high, a high, high amount of, you know, like field goal attempts per game. They just kind of, you know, they, they go through their sets, they do what they want, and they just kind of, you know, they take what they, they're given, which is why they have a lot of that good success with team assists and all that. How, about that. How many points does the Oregon State give up per game? Let me find that real quickly. I had it up that, earlier. If, if UTSA is giving up 93 points per game, and Oregon gives up just say 60 average. I mean, I would take the over. Especially when you start getting up that if you get up, let's say 12 points last three minutes, and you just kind of start seeing a lot of buckets going both ways. Right. There's a good pot. I mean, if if it's a coin flip already as is, I like the over in those situations. But I'm so also that says if you say heads or tails, I always take heads. So I'm seeing 71.2. Oregon State allows 71.2% or 71.2 points per game. I mean, just from the numbers that you're listing right there, I'm already leaning more towards the over. A lot of passing, a lot of looking for easy buckets from both sides. I mean, the over and already looking at mybookie.ag, they have it as a coin flip, so they really don't know. If they're both saying minus 110 and you have to choose one or the other, just number-wise from what you're telling me right now, I'm taking the over. 
Well, especially in a year like 2020, where there is no crowd noise or true home, you know, court advantage or whatever, it's, um, you know, these offenses are able to operate a little bit, you know, more uh, efficiently. And we've seen it a lot with football, but now that the cold weather set in and the defenses and whatnot, you know, we're starting to see the unders come back into play, but early in the NFL and the NCAA football seasons, we saw overs just complete, you know, it was like Oprah, you know, it was like, everyone gets an over, you get an over, you get an over, you go over by 60 points. You get an, like, it was just, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up and uh, I might have to throw a little half unit sprinkle on that now that you brought it up because, you know, the one thing I think that stuck out to me was the fact that Oregon State actually holds their opponents to, you know, a 47.7% effective field goal percentage. And my belief and my confidence in this UTSA team to hit shots just wasn't really, you know, high. And uh, I wasn't sure, and I'm pulling up the dual game log right now, but let's see, Oregon State, they've played Cal. They let Cal score 63 points. They had Washington State score 59 on them. Wyoming scored 76. And Portland scored 87. Yeah, I would take that over just from those scores alone. Yeah. What about about Texas's games? Uh, Let's see. They have played a Division II team, so I won't count that. They lost 81 to 64 to Texas uh, uh, Pan, uh, Pan Am. Um, 81-64, like I said, 105-66 to against o- Oklahoma. And then they played another Divisional two school where they won 91-62. to Yeah, I'm so, more toward that over. The, the more yeah. Man, you just talked me into something there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we talked a good amount about the Roadrunners and the Beavers, so let's transition on to the next one. Um, so this game, it opened really weirdly, Pittsburgh and Miami. So the total right now is 133 and a half. And at first glance, the, the line opened up at 140 on the total. And I put a ticket in at the under of 137 and a half, chasing some of that downward steam. But then the total just continued to drop. Like I said, it's down to 133 and a half. It's dropped another four points. So now I'm trying to decide. I'm looking at maybe possibly hedging between that 137 and a half and the 133 and a half. I feel like a four or five point swing is enough for me to maybe capture value on both sides. Ultimately, what I did do is I ended up just go ahead, going ahead and grabbing the over 133 and a half. And this was my thinking. Obviously, at 140 at the opening line, Vegas thought that it had a shot of getting to that number or somewhere close. So we're talking about a seven point swing from opening line to where we are now. And I can tell you why it's because, you know, uh, Miami is going to be down two starters as well as other depth pieces. I think they have like seven or eight guys on the injury report, but the fact of the matter is those starters being out may hurt Miami more on defense and so, therefore, more points are going to be given up from the Miami side of things, in my opinion. And so, Pitt, in games that have gone over the point, or I'm sorry, have gone over, so games in which Pittsburgh played and the over went, 
the point differential for those overs is plus 36. So they've gone over plus 36 points. Um, and then with the unders in their games, they've only covered the under by minus seven and a half points. So the under hit by like three points in one game and by four and a half points in the other. So I'm looking at the over of 133 and a half here. I went ahead and got rid of my philosophy of hedging with that 137 and a half. And I'm just going to go ahead and play the over of 133 and a half here. Pittsburgh's a three point favorite. Uh, might throw a little half unit sprinkle on that. They opened as a plus four point dog before Miami's uh, injury designations were locked in. So um, I'm looking for some defensive inefficiencies from Miami and lack of experience to allow Pittsburgh to get to the foul line very often. And then Pittsburgh, you know, they, they don't offer a ton of resistance. They have a decent defense, but I think there's some guys on Miami's team that can still score the ball to help this total go over. What's your, uh, what's your spread for that under 137 and a half? Um, it was minus 115, I believe. Man, that's a good hedge because if you hit that refresh button right now, like I just did, Pittsburgh's at mine or is that over 132 and a half. So you get an additional point. Jeez, man, it's just it's still moving. So just to go on the over of that hedge would be nice because now you have a nice gap. Yeah. So let's see. So you're saying that's take the over of 132 and a half. Yeah. And then still hedging with the under of 137 and a half. Yeah, because you have a good chance of hitting both. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, five it, points. That's five big points. Yeah. Potentially hitting both. Hmm. And with the spread only being four, right? their spread already is already covering the spread of the game. Oh, and yeah. Let's say it's a four-point game. You win both. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's I mean, my opinion. Hey, you said you weren't going to be opinionated on all, any of this college basketball stuff. So you got me thinking. Hey, you're giving out too many numbers, man. When I hear numbers, I see <laughs> things everywhere. Well, I am a numbers guy. I love it. I love the analysis. So, all right. Well, hey, you guys heard it here. We're going to take that over 132 and a half. Um, it's now under the 133 and a half that I submitted um, in my write up. So, uh, what you said, they said you said that this line started at. Oh, over under a 140 and 140. a half? 140. Yeah. 140 or 140 and a half? 140. Wow, that's still almost eight point difference. Yeah. Half a point away. It's a seven and a half point difference. That's and, crazy. I mean, I get Miami's down two starters. And two starters and some bench players? Yeah. I mean, it's. That's when you see a, when you see a new name come out. That's when you exactly. see exactly. That's a third role that either takes that big leap or they show how strong their team actually is. I mean, this could be a big game for Florida to show their depth before we start heading into the next year with, you know, March Madness and all that stuff. Like, this could be a big game for them, especially as underdogs with their two key players out now as in the starting unit. How good is their defense, really? How good is their offense when someone that's good is off the floor? Because you never know what could happen in March Madness. Foul trouble, injury. It's time for the other team to show up, and this is, can be their first test for it. Yeah, and don't forget, you still got Jim Laranaga coaching the Hurricanes. He's a great coach. I mean, the guy's a good coach. Um, Pittsburgh four and one, Miami's three and one. So you know, that'd be nice right now. That sounds nice. All those numbers you threw at me, man. I I like your hedges. That's yeah. You can you have a double chance for a double whammy right there. Oh yeah. All right, I like it. Um, 
All right. So going to stay in, well, not stay in Florida, but stay talking about another team that's in Florida. Um, the game is in Cincinnati, Ohio tonight. The South Florida Bulls are going on the road as an eight and a half point favorite or <laughs> dog uh, against the Cincinnati Bearcats. And um, so first things first, Cincinnati's going to be without their sixth man. He's a seven footer, as well as a couple other uh, pieces in their team that, you know, they're freshmen, but, you know, they're going to be down uh, four total players is what it looks like. And uh, South Florida is returning all of their starters from last year's uh, college basketball invitational championship team postseason tournament underneath the NIT, obviously. But uh, I'm going to be a little more short and brief with this one, just because I think it was a little more clear cut. Um, so South Florida, in my opinion, they're going to have to execute on offense and hit big shots. They're going to have to get open shots and then hit those shots. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, to see the Bulls upset Cincinnati and get a conference win. This is a team that has a lot of continuity. It's a team that, um, as far as ratings and measurements and rankings go, they're very, very close to, uh, Cincinnati in regards to production and efficiency. Um, the one thing that I definitely need them to you know, clean up on and uh, in order for me to feel good about tonight is they got to hit their two-point shots, you know, their two-pointers. Right now they rank 219th in the country at 46.5% and hitting their two-point shots. And Cincinnati, you know, they, they're at 104th defensively. Uh, an opponent two-point percentage at 47.1%. So I'm expecting a little bit of an uptick for South Florida on their two-pointers. I would love to see them get up closer to, you know, the 49%. And um, a lot of people don't realize, but South Florida, they actually play pretty good team defense. So right now they're actually the 68th ranked team out of 357 teams and opponent field goals made per game at 228 and then they are also uh, top 75 in opponent field goal attempts. So not only do they limit to a sense, you know, their opponents taking a lot of shots, but they also uh, limit the amount that they make. And then they also hold their opponents to 26.2% uh, from beyond the arc, which is 35th best in the country. Now, Cincinnati's already a lousy three-point shooting team, so I'm not sure how helpful that last number is going to be, but um, – I don't think we're going to see Cincinnati all of a sudden start hitting threes in this game. And South Florida, you know, they rank very, very close to Cincinnati as far as steals and blocks on defense, what they allow their opponents to do as far as steals and blocks. And if they stay out of foul trouble early and they don't turn the ball over a crap ton and they hit those shots that I was telling you about, don't be shocked, guys, if South Florida actually beats Cincinnati this year this evening uh eight and a half points is a lot but i'm i'm gonna take the dog on the road in south florida putting one and a half units on it and uh yeah go bulls south florida bulls um yeah. eight and a half points are you taking the spread or are you taking the ml i'll take the spread yeah but say you better hit well <laughs> units on that 330 money line that's no, no 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 i'll be like you are the man i would watch that game for you <laughs> that would be insane i kind of want to do it now that you're saying yeah, it would be insane. Lotto ticket. i gave out a few lotto tickets on saturday for the uh, mma fights so oh yeah never yeah. i'm ne i never shy away from a good lotto 
I like putting them together. There's a, you know, there's some real thrill in it. You know, it's a lot of it's chalk, you know, but you got to have that if you're putting lotto tickets together. So yeah, sometimes um, like if you have like two or three, like two game parlays or, you know, I know a lot of people that never exceed three games. I, I personally like never like to exceed three games in a parlay personally. But I mean, like when you're doing all those parlays, like, and you're doing like, let's say five single bets, it's always good to have that one lottery ticket that can cover a parlay. You know what right. I mean? And right. I, if especially if you're so confident, like for example, mine was uh, uh, Junior Dos Santos, so J- JDS, uh, this weekend. It was like a plus four thirty, and this guy, is, it was one of the is a UFC like no name, like no name, like he's huge. And he's a heavyweight, and anything can happen happen in the heavyweight division. He looked good until he didn't, but I mean. It's a good lottery ticket. I love I love that. I love those. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It makes your night a little bit more, just a little more exciting. Like you got something else to focus on a little bit. All right. Um, let's see. Just real briefly, throw a couple other college lines out there. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to say kind of what I'm looking at in them. Tennessee Tech and Jacksonville State. Ohio Valley Conference, baby. Primetime matchup. I'm looking at the over. Uh, I think these teams are going to be able to score a lot of points. It's at 133. It's risen from the 131 and a half. The spread shrunk, so I think this is going to be a closer game. Tennessee Tech is getting seven. And, uh, you know, over 133 is where I'm sitting at on this one. And then um, just another, probably the I would say the marquee matchup of the night, just because it features a top 10 team in Nova. Butler and Nova playing each other. Butler's getting 13 points. I'm going to go ahead and just do a half unit on that. Just, you know, snag 13 points with a familiar foe. Butler and Nova had some really good games last year. Sure, Butler lost a lot of players, a lot of depth. Um, But, you know, we've seen it time and time again, year in, year out, where Butler just kind of – they're supposed to have a down year, but then for some reason they're second or third in their conference and they're – you know, a team that no one ever wants to play. So on that TCU Oklahoma State game. So being an Oklahoma State fan, <laughs> I uh, I really just hope we win this one because this would be a great one to win. Right. Uh, TCU's look pretty pretty decent early on in the season, and you know Jamie Dixon always plays that fierce defense. And uh, you know, I, I've liked what I've seen from Cade Cunningham, our number one, the number one overall recruit in the country. You know, last year, uh, freshman for us this year, five points. You know, I want to buy the one and a half to be honest. Yeah, yeah, to get it up to six, six and a half. No, I want to no. buy it down. Oh, buy it down. Oh, right, right, right. I see. Like three and a half. Three and a half. Get it under that key number of four. Yep. And mm-hmm. I kind of like the OSU in this game. You know, like, it's a home game. Gallagher Iba is a tough place I just, to play. I just, every time I watch Oklahoma State play, they always show out. Isn't this a, is this an ESPN game? This is yes, at seven Eastern. That's what I'm saying, man. Like everything is like making me think I should take that. Just buy the one and a half points. What that would probably be what minus one thirty, minus one forty after buying it. I think it goes like minus one thirty, because let's say if I bet, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, so it's basically minus one thirty because if you bet a hundred, you get seventy one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So, come on, it's a good bet. I'm still figuring our team out, honestly, man. So I'm I'm probably the wrong one to ask. Mm-hmm. I just I I was not really impressed with. Uh, well, we had to hit the we had to win at the buzzer to beat. Um, who was it? Was a smaller school? I can't remember. I'll figure it out. But you, you, when we struggled, to, I mean, we played really well against Wichita State. We were able to win, you know, that game, which you know we all know what's going on with that program. Um, they're kind of in an exodus right now, and you know the whole Greg Marshall situation. But um, let's see. Uh, Oh, it was Wichita State. Yeah, no, it was Wichita State that Cade Cunningham had to hit that game-winning three against. Um, but, you know, uh, there's another team. Yeah, it's our first game against Texas Arlington, we only won by uh, seven points. Um, Arlington's a pretty good team, though. Three and a half. Yeah. Oral Roberts, we beat by five, which is another in-state school in Oklahoma. So, you know, it's – I would love to see a little bit more from them before backing them in the in a spot like this against a TCU team that just you know makes me feel a little weird. But uh, you know, I wouldn't be mad at you at all. I think that's a good play. You know, you say that they show out when you watch them, so maybe you should watch them tonight so my team can get a dub. I'm tired of the preseason. I already know what I need to look at, so I need to watch something more interesting. So college basketball, I think, is going to fill that void tonight. Yeah. And, uh, man, this minus three and a half, man, it seems so nice. What did it start out earlier today? Had to have been. Uh, I th- I, it hasn't really moved. I think okay. it's just, yeah, it was five and a half, actually. So just a hook of movement. So if I get it, I still, I mean, I still get the half down and then I get the, I might take that, man. I'm just like looking at it, just trying to talk myself into something. I really don't have any plays for today. Well, let me, tomorrow. let me pull up, uh, just to help you out here, I got the injury report up. I want to make sure that no one uh... – all right, so let's see here. So it was updated on the 12th of December for Oklahoma State. Chris Harris, Jr., guard depth for us. He's going to be out. But then you've got two guys for TCU, and this is, you know – Guy, you know, listeners, check check Twitter. Try to find those beat reporters and whatever you can find on Google, Twitter. But as of right now, there's still two guys, PJ Fuller and Charles O'Bannon, for TCU, which are pretty pretty important pieces of their team. They're both questionable with ankle injuries, but those injury that hasn't been updated for a couple of days. Um, so make sure to check that out. And then I want to. I'm just looking over like a overview for the teams and. Um, Oklahoma State has a plus 9.3 point or average score margin. TCU plus 6.3, so they're both, you know, above the par mark. Uh, TCU shooting 53.1 effective field goal percentage right now. I took it. You took it? All right. The two tears in a bucket, duck it, you know. (laughs) Chuck it in the – well, I can't – can we drop f bombs on this show? I uh, certainly don't. <laughs> I would not. I would not recommend it. All right. Well, good thing I stopped. <laughs> I, I said duck it, guys. I said duck it, or should I say, okay, uh, OSU, get me a bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing crazy. No bad words over here. We're we're a clean family show. Chuck and, it in the hucket bucket. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now every time you say that, people will know exactly what you mean. 
it's like those old uh you remember the orbit commercials the you know yeah. you lit liquor you know like Remember the? I know this is gonna be off topic, and we can move to the Thursday night football game after this if you want. Uh-huh. Remember those those Viagra commercials where they would never actually say Viagra; it was just the guy smiling. Just yeah, yeah, and they but they would always say something like the little blue pill or man, it's so happy. Do you know what? Like, so happy. <laughs> yeah, I used to love all those old commercials. Uh, commercials just need to make a glorious heyday return. But everyone's streaming, so it's like no one sees the awesome commercials anymore. Right. I like. There's still some good ones out there. It's just like it's not as up in your face anymore. Like <laughs> this is a horrible transition. I can't believe it. Okay, uh, so the new one that I see all the time is the the woman shaving commercial. I don't know if you've seen this. But yeah, yeah. By uh, tree. And the tree changes. Cleaned, yeah, the hedges get cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a shaving commercial. Right. Pretty well, that's not, you know, nonchalant at all. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, all There's right. Football. So, uh, football, NFL, Thursday night, right? Tomorrow. Be Tomorrow. Good one. Chargers, Raiders. Raiders oh. favorited by minus three. This is a big game for the Raiders, or I believe are coming on a two-game losing streak. Chargers just can't seem to squeak out consistently of who they can't they cannot figure out who they are. All they know is that Herbert's the future and they got nice pieces. Plus three, I really like the Chargers. At plus 145, I really like the Chargers, and I really like this Chargers team's future. However, if the Raiders want to stay as a serious team and people that and, and one that people can actually take seriously, it, it was just like three weeks ago on ESPN where all the analysts were calling them the dark horse to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And now they've been they've become a joke. They barely beat Jacksonville. It was Jack, I think it was Jacksonville where they threw that Hail Mary to get the win. They get destroyed, destroyed by the Falcons. And then this past week, I don't even remember seeing them show up. That's just yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't really get off the bus at all. Yeah. And maybe it's because Jacob still is injured, but I love that Gruden came out and said, Hey, you know, everyone's injured at this time. You want to play, get on the field. You know what I mean? So that's good. I like, I like rugs. I just think this is a must win game for the Raiders. And at minus 165, I know that's a lot higher than a lot of people like, especially Dan. Dan doesn't really like when I support all those money lines. At <laughs> minus 165, but I'm betting that. I know that I know that a lot of people, you guys probably won't take that with me. I like that a lot, though. And then minus three for the Raiders. I'm taking that as well. I'm doing two, you know, two units on that minus three and two and a half on that minus 165. I think the Raiders we, take this weekend. Uh, we're going to have that little four and a half, five unit swing in the one game again? Is this, is this your shot call for... This is just the Raiders needing to prove a point. <laughs> like, there's no real, there's no real story behind it. The Raiders are a better team. They're hands down a better team. Abrams is back. Yep. They just can't give up the deep ball. The Chargers always seem to give them fits. Joey Bosa is gonna get to Derek Carr, so it's gonna be a game where the Raiders are gonna have to get quick slants out. Josh Jacobs is gonna actually have to run that ball, and you're. I, I, I'm just, I need Carr to throw it to Waller. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of him throwing it to Aguilar. Like, Aguilar's been good this year. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, to be honest. But Aguilar's been uh, great this year. Hunter Renfro has been really good. 
coming down those little inside slots. But you know who the best receiver on that team is? Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. Darren Waller. Darren Throw Waller. that man the football. Didn't he get like 18 targets a couple weeks ago? What? He got like 18 targets a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Passing the ball. He is your Travis Kelsey. He is everything you need. Pass that man the football. He is fast. He's got big shoulders. He can he he's got hands. Like throw him the ball. And then after that, start looking down the field to rugs. Rugs beep beeps past everybody. He looks at you, waves at you while passing you. Rugs is that fast. And he's got hands. Like Derek Carr is Derek Carr needs to show up in this game. I like the minus three. If you if you want to be safe. I mean, you know, I'm never, I'm never opposed to buying points. Like I said, I like minus 165 lines. I like minus 125 lines better, and that's probably what you'll get if you take off a half, half a point. Those are my two big ones, two units for sure on that minus three, two and a half on that money line. The Raiders are winning this week, and if they don't, don't take them seriously. They need a new quarterback, and that's exactly what everyone's gonna say after that game if they yeah. cannot get it done. And but here's the thing, I, I just don't see that happening. I think. You know, Gruden knows exactly what he wants out of this team. I think the Raiders know how big of a game this is for them if they want to stay at all in contention for that wild card spot. So it's a big game for the Raiders, and the Chargers are just trying to play out to the end of the season. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, I think it was, or it was earlier in the NFL season, I uh, was berated and attacked by uh, Chiefs Kingdom on Twitter because it was after the Raiders beat the Chiefs. And I replied to a tweet that it was essentially like, oh, congrats on winning your personal Super Bowl for the season. At least Kansas City has working water, clean water, or something like that. And so I was like, well, hey, you know, that's kind of like a shit, a cruddy thing to say. Um, <laughs> you know, keep it in the front of your minds that, you know, just before baby perfect little lamb Mahomes came along uh, in recent history, you guys were struggling a lot. And if you remember even further before Alex Smith, you guys were like the skid mark of the NFL. So uh, Tyler Thigpen, Brady Croyle, those names ring a bell. <laughs> and, and so, you know, the, this, this group of Chiefs fans. It was probably about 10, 12 of them. They were just like, it, it was just, it was monstrous, honestly, but that's, it, I, I was enjoying it. I was stirring the pot and, you know, I went out and said that, you know, don't, you know, get me wrong, but like <laughs> this, this Oakland team or this Las Vegas team is a playoff team. Um, look at the teams that they've beaten. And this was, uh, you know, Let's see. Okay, so it was a little longer ago than what I was thinking. Chiefs. I mean, I get it, man. I, everyone likes the Raiders. They all Raider fans love pointing to who they've beaten. Mm-hmm. They love saying, "We beat the Chiefs. We beat we beat the Saints." Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they'll they'll name off the big teams that they've beaten, and I get that. But guess what? Your record stands where it is. You're still not at the top of your division. You're still fighting for a wild card, and you have a quarterback that's inconsistent. Inconsistent. So. Yeah, I want to believe in this Raider team. I, I have a lot of friends, especially from the area that I live in, that are huge Raider fans, and I and I would love to see them do good. I think it'd be it'd be great if you can you can look at them and say, "Yep, that's a real playoff team." Derek Carr is a real starting quarterback. I'd be pumped for that. But as of right now, you just don't know. But if you're gonna make a statement, 
it would be this game against a Chargers team that they're that carries a lot of hype, not for the wins, but just for their play style. You know, so right. I, I think you're going to see a, a you need to see a enthusiastic Raider team, and I'm going I'm going big with them. Like I'm going big on these Raiders, and I never normally do that. That's how confident I am that they're going to win this game this week. That's why I'm big on that money line, two and a half units, man. And getting closer and closer to that day, it wouldn't surprise me if I go a full three. Ooh, I'm probably going to tell you on it. You got me all excited for it. I mean, I'm looking at the recent games that these the, the Raiders have played, and we talked a little bit about it, but they go they win three in a row where they beat Cleveland, the Chargers, Denver. Then they lose by four points to Kansas City after beating them earlier in the season. That was a great game. Then it was a great game. Then that you have the outlier. This you know losing forty three to six to Atlanta. Uh, throw that one out. That that's that's film that you're not even going to watch. Whatever. So speaking on the last four games, they've lost the last. They've lost three out of the last four. One was against the Chiefs by four. One was that Atlanta outlier that I'm speaking on. Then this one was a little more shaky, obviously, but you know, the Jets, um, the they Jets, Hail Mary for the win. Yeah, they the ended up beating ball. the Jets. So that some was- might call that an outlier. But then, you know, then you go and you play against Indianapolis with a hurt Josh Jacobs. No Josh Jacobs. No Josh Jacobs against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Sure, 44 to 27 is embarrassing. But Indianapolis will probably be in the playoffs, and they have a really, really good defense. So if you take the last four games and kind of break it down a little more microscopically, and then you look at the three games before those, the last seven games for the Raiders have not been terrible at all. And then they lost to Tampa Bay this year. They've lost to Buffalo. They've lost to New England. Like, they've lost to some pretty tough teams. New England, now we know a lot more about them. They lost to him in week three. So, you know, it's I, I like your take on the Raiders in this spot. You know, they have three big games to end out the year. Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos. Oof. All three of those games have well with this Chargers defense. I mean, you just have Joey Bosa. I'm not really scared of the Chargers defense except for Bosa. But away from that, the Dolphins defense has been crazy good. And yes. the Broncos defense has been crazy good. The only difference between those two, I don't really trust the Dolphins' offense, and I don't at all ever trust the Broncos' offense. The Chargers' offense is scary, so this is going to test the Raiders' defense. This is Again, you brought up all those games. Again, the Chiefs game, the fact that that was a great game, even though they took a loss, 35-31. to 31. Great game. You can't stop Mahomes. It's the, it's the three games after that, though, to continue that four-game losing streak. Falcons, they never showed up. It's like they partied in Atlanta and never even touched the field. That Raiders-Jets game, they won that game, but they didn't deserve a single win at all. It's like as if the Jets gave them that win. Who goes all out, full-throttle blitz on a Hail Mary play? The Jets do. You know why? Because they want to get that number one pick. The Jets gave them that game. They should not have had that. That's why I consider this a four-game losing streak. And then they lose to the Colts. And, yeah, you can bring up the Josh Jacobs thing. Again, I know a lot of Raider fans like to do that. But they didn't even really start trying to score points until the second half. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they can the the Raiders have all the abilities to to get up the field on three different levels, ground game, low low inside passes, and deep throws. They have all three levels to to get in there. And on top of that, their defense 
is their biggest issue, but they have a leader now in Abrams. They have a, a nice uh, line that Max Crosby. Yeah, that pressures that pressures at least runners when they try and come up the middle. They just don't ever put it together consistently. But if they want to make a real fight for that wild card, there are three winnable games in front of them. Right now, it starts tomorrow, and they they need to know that heading into that game. And if you believe in the Raiders as much as everyone did just two weeks ago, when everyone was saying the Ra- or three weeks ago when the Raiders were the dark horse to make it to the Super Bowl, Stephen A. Smith is all over ESPN saying that, building up the hype around this team. It's because they have talent. They know what's on the line now with three games left. They're going to show up. They're going to show up. Well, and they also recently just fired Paul Gunther, uh, defensive coordinator. So look for that defensive unit to maybe come together. And then not to mention, we're talking about coaches here, where I am at least. You got Anthony Lynn. Just watch the end of the first half and the end of games and his coaching inabilities. And then his in-game coaching also. And then you've got one of the best to ever do it in John Gruden. I'm, I'm one to go ahead and take coaching into an account for, you know, handicapping also. And uh, I'm looking for the better coach to win um, this, this game. And that's obviously John Gruden. So like I said, I like where your head's at on this one. I'm probably going to have to tell you on it. Um, now that we've dissected it more, it makes a lot of sense. Your stomach's going to hurt if you're riding with me because I'm taking that money line more than I'm taking that spread. But I think the final score is going to be something ridiculous, like 28-24. Mm, like it's going to be a super close game. And yeah. it's going to down to a Raider drive. Or, or a failed Chargers drive that Anthony Lynn don't know how to use his timeouts on. <laughs> the one thing I do want to see, I want to see the Raiders – Everyone's going to bring up the Chiefs. I don't like that game. The game I want to see the Raiders play, I want to see the Raiders play the way they did against the Browns. Yes. Yeah. I want Completely to see shut them down. Against the Browns. That, that's the best way you can – that's the best way they're going to attack this team. Shut down the run and take out the middle of the field. Yeah. If they beat you on the outside, they beat you on the outside. Shut down the run. Shut down the middle of the field because that's what Herbert's looking. Herbert's looking down and in the middle. Yeah, you can yeah. throw that deep ball, but if he beats you on the side, that's where he's going to beat you. Shutting down that run is going to be key because they have Austin Eckler in there, and Eckler is going to be trying to catch everything down low. And if you can stop that, that's how you should be attacking them. You should be game planning like this game, like you did against the Browns. Right, and then of course turnovers, turnover battle. Got to win that one. Both these teams are in the negative on the turnover department. Oh, so to Waller, Waller, he ain't gonna you know bobble drop or send it ricocheting into the air. He has hands. Deontay Johnson, that's right. I'm taking a shot at you, Steeler fans. He's not a Deontay <laughs> Johnson. All right, he's going to catch that ball. He has hands. He has foot speed. He has big shoulders, so he'll power through you. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs. I don't care that he's injured. Let that man push through the pain. If he's injured, he can't be on the field. I don't. I don't care. I'm tired. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. You got to get your guys involved. Those are your guys. Like that's those guys getting involved is the. Those are the games that Derek Carr looks. You know, the best. The best in when they you know game plan that way. And then when you do that, guess what happens? Now you have an open open Hunter Renfro in the slot. Then you exactly. have nice Henry Ruggs out wide. Like you have open plays available when you give it to your two key players. So Carr, stop doing that. Or Gruden, put in Mariota. I'm over. Ooh. 
Raiders, these Raiders team is showing up, and I'm not betting on emotion. I'm betting on what's in front of them because this, right. and they know that. I, I believe in storylines. I believe in numbers that carry into games, and I've watched these Raiders play too many times. And I've, I'm telling you this right now. They know what is in front of them with the, with these next three games. And if they want to be taken seriously or not, they need to win. There's a three-game winning streak possibly coming for the Raiders, but it all dictate that's going to determine right now on this Thursday. Yeah. Money line, minus 165. Take that. I like it. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to maybe get myself under that key number of three, get to the two and a half also by the hook, um, and then set up shop Thursday night, watch some college hoops, watch some uh, professional football, and uh, have a real nice Thursday night evening. Um, there are, let's see, we got, sorry, I'm just looking here. There are some Saturday games this week. So I was just making sure that a couple other games I was going to toss out weren't on Saturday and that they were on Sunday, but, uh, real quick Vince, before I throw out some more games on the NFL side, let's go ahead and talk about my You kind of already have, cause you said that you were looking at some lines through them, but, uh, it is the other show sponsor. MyBookie.ag. You use promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Go over there, sign up. You're going to get a 100% initial deposit match, I believe, up to $1,500. And then you're also going to get a free uh, little bit of free play um, to put on some uh, futures or some college ball. And then on top of that, they got the casino, they got the blackjack, they got great customer service, they got futures, you can bet on video games, you can bet on political stuff, you can bet on the Emmys, the Oscars, it's all there, it's all there, including the customer service. So use HoopBall, let them know that the guys over here at HoopBall Gaming sent you, they'll take care of you, and uh, mybookie.ag, bet, win, get paid. So Vince, another game that I'm looking to in this uh, this weekend slate, and uh, we'll just kind of keep it divisional here. But that's you know the Chiefs minus two and a half at the Saints. Um, I've also looked at over fifty one and a half in this game, even though these two teams feature really good pass defenses. I just think that with the schematics and the coaching involved and the offensive firepower for both teams, you know it's going to be hard to bet an under in the Chiefs games. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at the Chiefs to go ahead and cover that two and a half and then for the over to hit. So I uh, didn't know if you'd looked at this one, if you wanted to give an opinion or differing opinion on it or uh, whatnot, but have at it. I'll have – I mean, if you want, Devin, this is completely up to you, just scheduling for later on a show. I mean, if you want to on Friday, we can go through these fully. I mean, I have, I have like, basically all my bets already set in. Um, my biggest question for the Saints is, one – is Drew Brees coming back? That was a possibility. I don't know if that if they changed their mind on that or not. Two, did Tyson just get exposed last week? Oh, true, 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 true. Did he just um, get exposed? Because if he did, I mean that that could be a game changer. However, if he didn't, if it was just one of those games where the Eagles were, you know, feeling hyped behind a brand new quarterback, and you know Hill just couldn't get off, this Kansas City team gives up the most yards to runs at least when every time i watch them running backs are going off and guess what hill is a very fast mobile quarterback that runs like a dang running back uh and then on top of that you have kamara i mean thomas he's still finding thomas with some nice passes 
I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm with you. Currently, I'm with you at minus three and a half. When we get to Friday, if we do a show or Saturday, if we do a show prior, uh, I will give out all of my picks and where I'm going with that game. Uh, just I don't want to give out too much just because the premium stuff will be out on Sunday. Just know right, that right, right. Saturday, if we do a show, I'll give out a couple more. Absolutely. And then I'll just throw one other one out there because I know that this probably won't be on the premium side for me. It's just a game that it was like an eye test thing. And I saw the matchup and, you know, you talked about the Eagles and that defense. I, you know, honestly, the Eagles have a pretty solid defense. Um, Say what you want about the organization and Carson Wentz and all that good stuff. But uh, Philly and Arizona this weekend, I'm, I'm liking the underplay in this just because like we talked about earlier, the defenses in the NFL, we see it from year in and year out towards the middle to the end of the year. You start seeing those defenses start trenching in, getting a little more smarter. Um, so I, I think that Arizona's defense offers up a decent amount of resistance. Um, Philadelphia's does as well. I'm not 100% sure where they both sit as far as defensive efficiencies or DVOA, but I know that they are above average because I've watched quite a few games for both of these teams, and I've seen them play as far as, um, you know, a defensive presence goes. You know, you see the battle in the line of scrimmage be won by both of these teams' defenses, uh, you know, very often. And so I think it starts with the linebacking play. I think it starts with the, um, um, the uh, front seven. And it's going to be – I think this is actually going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be close. And so, therefore, I believe the under is definitely in play for me. But, I'm not uh, going to give out a play, but one that I do have my eye on closely. Uh, and I'm wondering if they're going to go up or down with this line is the Texans plus Colts. The last time they played, it was one of the best games of the week. And it came down to defense by the Colts to stop the Texans from scoring on a a final two-minute drive. And I think there was actually less time than that. There was like only like a minute 30 left in that game when they made it all the way down the field into the red. fumbled it. Couldn't get it in there right. Uh, And it's crazy, too, because you hadn't seen Deshaun Watson throw an interception in like 800 games or 800 plays uh, prior to that. And he hadn't fumbled the ball in the same amount of time. He hadn't had a turnover in over in over 800 plays. So I think he has a lot of confidence going into this game, knowing what he did last time. And I, I don't know if I'm taking that at all. Just seven and a half is a lot. But at the same time, I mean, they lost 26 to 20. Yeah. I mean, they barely covered the spread that last that last game, which was only, what, two weeks ago? Right, right. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not an official play of mine, but one thing that I use the action app for, you know, action network is bookmarking bets that I'm eyeballing because, you know, you can add bets, you can delete bets, you can, you know, change your card up throughout the week. And I went ahead and nabbed Houston plus seven and a half um, because of that last game. And, you know, the, uh, dynamic quarterback that Deshaun Watson is. You know, you're never out of it with Deshaun Watson. Even though Houston is terrible this year, mostly 95% of that thanks to Bill O'Brien for the damage and the crippling moves that he made as the GM over the last couple of seasons. Awesome. So I think that Houston trajectory up as far as covering spreads for the rest of the season. Um 
So that's, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up. Like you said, not an official play, but always good to, you know, let the folks know like kind of what we're glancing at and what our minds are kind of doing whenever we we're scrolling through the cards and we see these numbers and what sticks out to us. Yeah. That game is definitely a circle for sure. I just, there's just so much potential in that game. A lot of these games this week, I I mean, obviously my biggest bet is probably going to be tomorrow. Like that'll probably be my biggest bet of the week. Just looking at the schedule that we have at hand here. But I mean, if it's just because the lines are where they sit. I mean, the only other game that you're going to see value and I'm not going to tell you which way I'm leaning. I'm just going to, or I'm not even going to tell you the spread on this game guys. Cause I don't want to give out a premium here uh, is Patriots dolphins. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a game. Divisional game, obviously. Be great. I love when, you know, the Bill Belichick disciples try to, you know, or when they go against each other, you know. Brian Flores has done some really good stuff with Miami there with uh, that defense, like you said earlier. That defense is ridiculous. It's they've underrated. Got, they've got an interception almost every game. Xavier Howard, man. That's that guy crazy. is locked down. How about who they intercept? They were playing uh, Mahomes. This past week, they intercepted him three times. Three times. I think all three were in the first half. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's great. He he had only three interceptions on the year heading into that game. Right. <laughs> like that yeah. is that's how good that defense. They doubled him up. <laughs> that's how good that defense is. Like, I'm not even. I'm doesn't mean I'm leaning toward them. I'm just saying that's a good defense. It's a good defense. I, I, I will give you guys my premium picks. I'll give you guys at least one good one if if Devin and I do a show leading into the weekend game. But I, all I'm saying is I'm giving you guys a pick now, and I'm letting you know how many units now. I'm not even going to – I'll provide – it'll be on the wager pass as well. This is one of those premium picks. I don't do it often, but I'm giving it to you now. Minus 165 Las Vegas Raiders. Bam. Two and a half units. Lock it in there. I'm going to be there with you, man. I am. My stomach's going to hurt that whole game. It's all good. I'm used to it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to do a little bit of a weird pivot here. We're going to go ahead and get out of the NFL unless you got some stuff to say uh, furtherwise. Furtherwise? Furthermore. I'll say furtherwise. That's not a word. I have to say is pass the ball to Darren Waller. That's it. Okay, that's it. We can move on. He is the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, So... I'm mostly doing this out of vanity here because, well, I need your help, buddy. And then I also want the listeners to kind of listen to how we interact with each other. And then also uh, all the um, all the encompassing uh, reaches of the sports globe that we touch. Okay, so we talked about fantasy basketball a little at the top of the show and the, the Brew 150 and our drafts and all this. And all right, so it's my pick right now. Oh gosh. Okay. Here we go. The 70 second or 72nd pick sixth round. And I just got sniped three times in a row. I got sniped by for uh, Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum and Jalen Brown. All oh, just back to back to back. Tobias are three big or two big snipes. Right. McCollum. Yikes. So my team as of right now, yeah, I had the number one overall pick. So my team right now, so I have back to back picks coming. My team right now, I got James Harden, Vucevic, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and DeJounte Murray. Now, some of the players that are available in this that I was looking at for this pick, other than the three that were just sniped from me, and this is based off of the Brewski 150. You know, I've been using Bruce rankings like crazy during this draft. 
but we still got TJ Warren on the board. Gordon Hayward's there. Like it. Kimba Walker, no way. Not with that knee. Brandon Clark. I'm really trying not to take Brandon Clark right here. Sixth round. If you have the opportunity and it's your pick, I mean, at this point, this is where you want to start needing talent. This guy's going to get you points, rebounds, and assists. There's a good chance. I mean, he averaged 17, 6, and 6 last year as the third best option. So you're going to take him as the number one option first, and that's going to be Gordon Hayward, and that shouldn't even be without a hesitation. I know 11 cats, but the cats that he will – I mean, field goal percentage, he's still going to shoot right around 47. He'll shoot 90% from the free throw line. He's, I mean – He's going to get you assists, two and a half, three pointers a game. That's that's the player you're taking. That's what you know. That's what I was thinking. The injuries, the, injury. the injuries, yeah. Injury news today. So at least it's just a finger. I mean, I've seen a lot of people. I've, I mean, I being that I'm media for NBA, so I've got to actually like learn when they do stuff like that. That like there's pain that a lot of players try to play through, especially when they know that there's like a lot on their shoulders. And I think I haven't talked to anybody at the Hornets. I mean, I cover the Kings, so. But, I mean, Gordon Hayward seems like he knows that this is, like, his last big chance to be a number one option again. He hasn't really had this opportunity since leaving Utah. Uh I think he knows what's there and the potential that's there for him to show off for the Hornets team and and really make a name for himself this year and rebrand himself again as as that player that that he's supposed to be. So I think he would play through that injury when the season begins. Um, I like him a lot right there. I like him a lot. All right, so go ahead and take – you think I should take Hayward here with this 72nd pick? Yes, yes. All right, I'm doing it right now. Did it. All right. Now you got 73, though, right? Now I got 73. Some other players that are currently available. Give me some some of those point guards. You you need someone that's – I mean, I like DeJounte Murray, but I don't also. Sure. Let's uh, let me hear some of those point guards. What else, who else is available over there? So honestly, guards are pretty pretty Same. picked through right now. So Kemba's the top rated guard. I don't want him at all. You point guard specifically, right? Yeah, just some assists. We just need okay. Some assists. So assists. Uh, so Marcus Marcus Smart. Eric Bledsoe still available? No. Nope. No. Colin Sexton. Nope. Kobe White. Nope. Mm-mm. Ricky Rubio. That's who I was honestly thinking about Ooh, taking. Not making it past isn't going to come back around to you. What's and up? He's not. No. Yeah, Rubio's not coming back around to you. So I mean, if you get Rubio, your assists will come from Harden, Hayward, Rubio. Mm-hmm. And Rubio's a good double double machine too. The question is though, how big? I mean, he's already coming off the bench in the preseason. I know Saunders said, "Don't read too much into it," but I mean. Anthony Edwards is there. D'Angelo Russell always has to have the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But he looked good next to Devin Booker, and he sets up town so well. Back in Minnesota, fans are going to love him. Yeah. And he gets you steals, man. And he's going to get you like two three-pointers, like one and a half, 1.3 mm-hmm. three-pointers a game. I mean, I like Rubio. And the free throw percentage is going to be there. What's the what's right. sort of extra cats for you? So uh, assist to turnover ratio and offensive rebounds offensive rebounds so yeah you are you you're good with offensive rebounds i mean you got j val and, and vooch yeah so i mean you're pretty good there you can start grabbing rebounds at the end too i mean some rebounding names just to keep on your radar is going to be aaron baines and the Ooh. other one tristan thompson so write those names down because you'll yes, probably be sir. able to snag one later 
um, especially Tristan Thompson. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes for Boston. I agree. All right. I'm going to go Rubio. Rubio here? I'm, sorry, I'm leaning Rubio, but that's just because I don't like I, – I, the fact that you only have Murray as your number two, Murray's just so injury prone, and I think right. Derek White's going to take a big step this year. Now, there is one other player, a guard, that you know I actually kind of like, Markel Fultz. He's still available right here. Markel Fultz is going to get you six and a half, seven assists a game. It's that turnover ratio that I'm worried about. Right. Now, Harden's already going to have a decent amount of turnovers because he's got the ball in his hands so much. I mean, him and John Wall, that, that team's going to be turnover prone. I'm thinking Rubio. I, I think he still gets 25 minutes a game, even if he is second unit. You know, That's all you need. That's all you need is a consistent 25 minutes. I think I think Rubio is the easiest pick. All right, I'm doing Rubio. Really good. You got two primetime names. Two two both of them in new situations. Both get you assists, steals, and I think Gordon Hayward getting him at even if it's an 11 cat to get him where you got him is a steal. All right, so I'm gonna go back to back guards. By the way, just talking fantasy basketball here Damn. to end the show, I will be guesting with Dan on Fantasy NBA today. Returning back to my old roots, him and I will be joining back up again right before the season starts. I'm looking forward to this year and this NBA season because this is, you know, last year I kind of joined towards the middle. I joined the team like towards the middle, you know, uh, for after like the first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. So as, as like, you know, now that I'm integrated here with Aaron and Dan and you and Adpatria and like all the guys, I'm kind of just like, well, hey, I'm kind of one of the guys now too. So I'm I'm trying to change the scope of my lenses as far as like I'm not listening to the well, I'm still a fan of Dan. That sounds bad, but I'm not listening to the show as like a podcast fan. You know, I'm listening to the show as a part of the family. So it's kind of uh that's really neat. That you know, one my favorite fantasy basketball podcast is, you know, still something that's my favorite, but now I'm just a little bit more integrated and a part of the whole ordeal. So can I say something real quick before we go, by the way? Oh yeah. Is uh Dan and I are finally facing each other for the first time in a league. And uh Y'all Dan, never been in a league together? No. I put I faced A B. I beat A B, but then he beat me in the playoffs, so I don't really want to talk about it. But <laughs> Dan and I are facing off for the very first time in a league together. And uh, I want to let Dan know this right now. Our draft is on Monday. Come prepared, Dan <laughs> Thunder Dan, <laughs> Herbert. You know, only he will know that. And the, yeah. the original OGs will know that. Danny B, I'm coming for your neck, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it is definitely fantasy season. Fantasy season's upon us. I'm in the – I just made it to the semifinals for football. Uh, got the Monday Night Miracle with Mr. Jackson and uh, Nick Chubb. My team name is Chubblebutt. Um, before that, it was the Lamarvelous Jackson Five. Um, and that, anyways. Uh, so yeah, fantasy fantasy is upon us, guys. That's where I was going with that. Not to brag about my team names or anything. Um, and then yeah, I'm wrapping up a couple. I did the contributor draft for Hoop Ball. And uh, now I'm doing this one for my keeper league. So uh, very, very, very stoked. It's a good time of the year. We have so much basketball, so much basketball coming up. And as far as you guys know, we are hoop ball. So that, I mean, that's a basketball term. So you can see where the excitement's coming from. So 
Vince, this was a really fun one. We covered a lot of good stuff. We got back at it, rehashed some things. We got some really awesome lines to look forward to tonight, tomorrow, and into the weekend. You want to throw anything else out there? Anything from the the King's side, uh, your other podcast, or anything that you want to humble plug in here? Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear my son yelling for, for my wife right now, but uh, if since you guys can't, uh, no, for podcasting wise, I'll be featured with uh, Dan Bespris on Fantasy NBA Today. I'll be making a couple appearances on the uh, the Hoop Balls box score breakdown show. I'll be here with you. Uh, the Kings Court will be coming back this season. Uh, we are going to have some pretty great guests, one, a former scout for the Atlanta Hawks and the Washington Wizards, as well as the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so look out for that show. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot. There's just a lot that I'm doing out there right now. Uh, I'm possibly, fingers crossed, going to be writing for another side as well, covering the entire NBA at a full scope. Uh, just, you know, what, what to look forward to in the season and things like that. But mostly just here, man, hoop-ball.com. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at vm center uh send me your pics send me your stuff i love seeing that stuff i love hearing that you guys are backing us and you know like i said we're gonna make miracles happen sorry for that horrible pun using my last name but uh yeah we're gonna make miracles happen just just follow me for this long tough roller coaster road that we're about to go on because at the end of the nba season we're gonna have money in our pockets guys and it's gonna be because of these picks and i'm so excited i'm telling you this right now Devin. i've never been so excited for the first week of the nba season because they're so many good picks available because Vegas doesn't know what to do with these teams. Yeah. Well, that's why it's important to have people that have their ears to the ground, you know, like we do over here at Hootball. Um, and it just speaks volumes, you know, the, these guys year in, year out, win their leagues, help other people win leagues, win money. Now we got the gaming division to wrap it all together. We're going to probably hit heavy into some NBA prop bets and stuff you know, on a daily basis throughout the year to kind of go hand in hand and piggyback with the DFS pros with Santino and Mike over there. So like you said, man, it's just exciting right now for Hootball. We got the premium launch. We got all the fantasy stuff. We got new contributors, Hootball Mavs. Man, I'm a Mavericks fan, but this is my this is my newest favorite, most listened to podcast. Um, LB said it. You know, he, he's doing it real good over there. Um, just had the voice of the Mavericks on uh, um, on the show yesterday. And then you also got uh, Hootball Hawks, my dark horse playoff team in the East. I love what the Hawks are doing. And also very exciting over on that podcast. Those are my two go-to uh, Hootball podcasts when I'm not listening to Dan talk about fantasy basketball. I love the content that those two guys put together. Yeah, but we, we just, also should remind people here for all the, the sports betting. This is the sports betting side of it, you know. Uh, you know, today in sports betting, obviously, being the name of the show. We just started a Discord as well. So, you know, you get on that wager pass. Not only do you get all of our picks, but you guys actually get to talk to us. We have one of us in there every single day and you can start asking us and giving us your picks uh you can ask more in-depth conversation about the picks that we've had start showing pictures of your parlays i mean all of us are already starting to get in there it's brand new so start becoming members of our discord get the conversation going and uh you know let's let's all start helping each other make some money 
Absolutely. It's all love. It's all love around here. Well, real quickly, Mr. Vince, I'm just going to update you with what happened after my picks. So since that's the most important part of the show, it went Buddy Heald and then Brandon Clark um, were the two picks after mine. So with that being said, let's go ahead and just wrap this show up, put a nice silver, red, whatever color bow you like on it, as long as it's shiny. We're going to send it on out. You guys got some PM listening to do um, tonight with us. And um, guys just and gals, you know, hop on, join the team, and uh, we're, we're going to roll here. It's, it's going to be fun. It really is. I, I, I keep stumbling over my words and using the same ones, but that, that it's just there's so much excitement within this uh, community here right now. And uh, glad to have Vince back in the fold, original Hootball OG, coming back to make sure we're doing it right. And uh, Vince, again, I'm looking forward to more shows with you, bud. And I'm looking forward to telling that Raiders pick tomorrow with you. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. You guys can, like I said, tweet me at VM Center, tweet Devin, tweet the whole crew at Hootball Gaming. I mean, that's going to be a big game. That's going to be a big game for me. Absolutely. Well, folks, again, we are at... Hootball Gaming on Twitter, at Hootball Tweets, or at Hootball Fantasy if you need some more fantasy stuff. Check the website out, hoop-ball.com. Don't forget to use those promo codes, Hootball20 for Manscaped and just Hootball for mybookie.ag. Let us know your thoughts. I'm sending you all of my good vibes, all of my good energies. We appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you back on the next one. I'll see you soon, Vince. Take care, boss. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.